You're listening to Come Follow Me Weekly. My name is Heather. Thanks for being here with me this week. This lesson covers Romans 1 through 6. And to be quite honest, when I saw this week's lesson, I was a little bit disappointed. I've really been enjoying learning about the Savior's life and all of the parables and allegories and stories of men climbing up in trees and people falling out of windows and shipwrecks and snake bites. It's been pretty exciting. And then we get to Romans. And here we have the start of the epistles. So the epistles are letters written by church leaders to saints in various parts of the world. And apparently Paul wrote most of these epistles. And they don't go in chronological order. They go from longest to shortest. And so we start with Romans and end with Hebrews. So as I started reading through this this week, honestly, I wasn't expecting much. And I thought, oh, this is going to be pretty dry. And you know what? It's actually really, really good. So starting in Romans 1, the first thing that really caught my attention was how much Paul really cared about the members of the church. In verse 8, it says, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all, that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers. He seemed to really care about these people, and I thought that was pretty touching. And then in verse 16 and 17, he says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, The just shall live by faith. I love how he says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Now, I think from what we've read about Paul, we can definitely say that that's true. He's not ashamed. He's going to share his message no matter what. And I really admire him and his faith that way. So how can we live our lives unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Honestly, that can be a little tricky these days because a lot of the things that the gospel teaches are not socially acceptable right now. And sometimes we do feel, I don't know if we feel ashamed, but we feel maybe afraid to voice our opinion on certain issues and certain topics or to stand up for ourselves as believers of Jesus Christ because... A lot of people these days get offended by so many things. And I have a little story about this. This last week, it was probably a couple weeks ago, I started a little Instagram account for this podcast. I figured if I was going to spend time on social media, I might as well make it useful and do something that was productive. So I made a little Instagram account and I just have some quotes and different things on it pertaining to the lesson or whatever I feel like. So last week, for last week's lesson, I had a great quote by Joseph Smith, and I wanted to put it on my Instagram account. And so I was making this little quote, and I was thinking about it, and I thought, I had this thought in my mind, I thought, you know what? Some people don't like Joseph Smith. If I post this, people might not like it. People might not follow me. (laughs) And I thought about that for a minute, and I thought, okay, what, what is my point? Like, here we are learning about being disciples of Jesus Christ, what does that mean to me? So what if somebody unfollows me or if somebody doesn't like what I post? And so I posted it because it's true. It's what I believe. And that's okay. And you know what else? Someone did unfollow me and that's okay too. It really doesn't matter. What matters the most is that I stood up for what I believed in and I wasn't afraid to do that. Now, does this mean that we should always jump in on heated discussions about the gospel or about things going on in the world that might be different than what we believe. I don't think so. I think we can just kind of be a quiet example sometimes. Um, Just be kind, be happy, 
Have peace in your own life and people will see that and they'll wonder why. We just need to try our best to love people for who they are and where they're at. That's how our Heavenly Father and our Savior deal with us, and that's how they expect us to deal with other people. Paul goes on in the rest of chapter 1 and into chapter 2, talking about all of the bad things going on in the world. And I don't know really how to explain this, but for some reason that brought me a lot of peace and comfort in knowing that the same things we're dealing with now are the things that they were dealing with back then. Sometimes I think with all the media that we have and everything in our face all the time, it can really seem like the world is very depressing and just getting worse and worse all the time. And maybe it is to some extent, but reading through all of these things that are going on during Paul's time are so many of the same things going on right now. And it just made me realize that people are just people and they always have been. We all deal with the same kinds of things and that our Heavenly Father has one plan and that plan is being carried out on the earth and that as long as we stick with him, we're going to be okay. He talks about not judging people and not thinking that we're better than other people because of the knowledge and the blessings that we have. That's great advice for the people in Paul's time and it's great advice for the people in the church today. In Romans chapter 2, Paul is talking to the Jews at that time about not just teaching things and expecting things of other people, but actually doing those things themselves. And it references a great talk by Dallin H. Oaks from the October 2000 conference, and it's entitled The Challenge to Become. And I think I've shared this in an earlier podcast, but it says, the final judgment is not just an evaluation of a sum total of good and evil acts, what we have done. It is an acknowledgement of the final effect of our acts and thoughts, what we have become. It is not enough for anyone just to go through the motions. The commandments, ordinances, and covenants of the gospel are not a list of deposits required to be made in some heavenly account. The gospel of Jesus Christ is a plan that shows us how to become what our Heavenly Father desires us to become. There's a big difference between just knowing things about the gospel and maybe even having a testimony of those things and then actually living those things in our lives and becoming better because of them. President Oaks goes on to say, To testify is to know and to declare. The gospel challenges us to be converted, which requires us to do and to become. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the plan by which we can become what children of God are supposed to become. This spotless and perfected state will result from a steady succession of covenants, ordinances, and actions, an accumulation of right choices, and from continuing repentance. This life is the time for men to prepare to meet God. To prepare means to actually do something. It's not enough to just go through the motions, is it? I was thinking a lot about this experience I had last year in Relief Society. It was during the time that President Nelson had challenged all of the women to read the Book of Mormon by the end of the year. And I know a lot of people were trying to do that. And one day in Relief Society, a lady raised her hand and she just said, you know what? I tried that challenge. And honestly, I am so far behind. I'm just done. I'm going to quit. And I get where she was coming from. It was a hard challenge during the holidays. And this isn't really about this person or what she was going through. Um, but what she said her sentiment really stuck with me for a long time. And I thought a lot about that, how she just quit. And I thought, you know what? Say you started that challenge and maybe you'd never read the Book of Mormon before, or maybe you had just gotten through the middle of Alma and you could never get past that. And you tried this challenge and every day you tried or every week you tried 
And maybe to the end of it, you didn't finish the Book of Mormon, but you made it through to the end of Alma. Nobody gets a check mark because they finished the challenge. I think we're all on our own journey, but in trying and in doing, we're becoming something. If we just quit, we don't have that opportunity. We don't allow ourselves the opportunity to become because we've just quit. I think it's so important to just keep going no matter where you're at. Heavenly Father is not keeping score between us and our neighbors. He's just not. We keep score between us and ourselves. And that's really all that matters. I know that right now, there are a lot of people that I've heard of that are really struggling trying to figure out how to fit the Come Follow Me curriculum into their lives. It's just one more thing you have to do. And people are busy and I totally relate to that. However, the good news is there is no right way to do it. You can do whatever works for you and for your family. And if that is a five-minute discussion every Sunday, and that's all you can manage right now, then do that, and it's fine. Do what you can do. And I really feel like, and I really believe this because I've seen it in my own life, when we try to do something just a little bit, we suddenly find that we have more time and we end up doing it more and it becomes more a part of our lives and blesses our lives. Whenever we do it, the Lord asks, he gives us blessings. And it is amazing. He can help us find the time when we don't think we're going to have it. I've seen that happen in my life more than once. In Romans chapter three, verses 23 and 24, it says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ. So what is grace? To help me understand it, I went to the Gospel Topics section of the Gospel Library app. And it explains it pretty well here. It says, Grace is the help or strength given through the atonement of the Lord Jesus Christ. The word grace, as used in the scriptures, refers primarily to enabling power and spiritual healing offered through the mercy and love of Jesus Christ. Everyone on earth experiences physical death. Through the grace of Jesus Christ, all will be resurrected and will live forever. The grace of God helps us every day. It strengthens us to do good works we could not do on our own. The Lord promised that if we humble ourselves before him and have faith in him, his grace will help us overcome all our personal weaknesses. What I feel the most when I read all of that is that our Heavenly Father just loves us so, so much. And he has given us so many things to help us along our way and throughout our lives. He wants us to come back to him. And it's amazing to me when you think about really how insignificant each one of us are in the grand scheme of things, yet how much we mean to our Heavenly Father, how much he cares about us each individually and knows each one of us so well and helps us with whatever problem we have. And it's through his grace that we can overcome any challenges that we have and that we're able to return to him again someday. In Romans chapter 6, Paul talks about baptism and how that when we are baptized, we walk in newness of life. I love that statement that we walk in newness of life. When we're baptized, if we accept that ordinance into our lives, we are literally given the opportunity to become new again. And then every single week when we take the sacrament, If we actively participate in that ordinance, we're able to renew that covenant and to try again to become better than we were the week before. And to me, that's what this lesson has made me think about this week. Where am I going in my life? Are my daily choices leading me closer to my Savior or further away from Him? Do I go to church and do all the things just out of habit or duty? Or do I let the Spirit work with me in my life and listen to the promptings that I feel? 
Do I have good conversations with my Heavenly Father each day and let Him know my challenges and let Him know what I'm grateful for and ask Him for the help that I need? He offers me His grace through the atonement of our Savior Jesus Christ to help me get through every single day. In the last verse of Romans chapter 6, Paul writes, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. This life is not about being perfect every day. That's an unattainable goal. It's about becoming a little bit better than we were yesterday. And we become better, or not, one choice at a time. And I feel like that even though we may not have had a story about a shipwreck or a snake bite this week, I feel like this lesson helps us to think about how we want our own story to go. And those are a few of my thoughts about this week's lesson. I've had a lot of new listeners over the past couple of weeks, and if you're new, I want to thank you for joining me and spending a few minutes listening to my ramblings about this lesson. Don't forget that you can find me on Instagram at CFM Weekly. If you're enjoying this podcast, please give me a rating on Apple Podcasts. I'd really appreciate it. Have a great week, everybody.